Welcome to Cover Stories, the podcast where we talk to musicians we like about music they love. This week we have Wayne Holtz and his songwriting partner Bobby Grievous covering I'm Not Going to Teach Your Boyfriend How to Dance With You by Black Kids. This is one of my favorite songs of all time and Wayne and Bobby provide a more subdued version of the song, but it's just as fun. In addition to discussing how the band has influenced them, we also discuss dancing with girls with boyfriends, gender slash sexual fluidity in lyrics, making mix CDs, mixing genres, and music biopics. Wayne just moved to Los Angeles this past weekend where we know he's going to become a huge star. From all of us here at Cover Stories, we wish him the best. Be sure to subscribe and rate. Without further ado, let's get started. Okay, welcome back to uh, Cover Stories. Uh, this is episode number two. We have Wayne Holtz and Bobby Rivas, though we'll be covering uh, Black Kids. Um, I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you. How are you guys doing today? Great, how are you? Doing well. Doing all right, doing all right. Um, so just jump right into it. Um, just to, to explain the premise of this show, um, have you guys ever seen like a AV undercover on YouTube or like like a version, anything like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so like it's uh, they they cover songs. They usually have a list of songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do that with local musicians. Um, it's uh, basically we're they're going to cover a song. And we're going to talk about it, and uh, it's going to be cool. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. So, um, what made you decide to do this song? Um, I thought that it was you know when you asked me to do a cover, I thought okay, what am I really in love with? You know, and what's something that I sing to myself like all the time? It's like when someone asks me what song should you what should what song should I sing for karaoke? Yeah, and I always just tell them whatever song you sing in the shower, and so that's a song that I sing all the time to myself. So I thought it was perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did, did you have any familiarity with the song before Wayne? Uh, yeah, I had heard it. I mean, it's, it's definitely a cool song. I, I I like our version of it too. You know, it's been uh, fun doing. I think it's a cool song. So I'm excited to hear it. It's, it's a song that I've always wanted to hear someone cover, and the fact that you guys are doing it like acoustically is kind of exciting. Yeah, and I think it was our first acoustic. Or it is our first acoustic cover. Mm-hmm. We've only done a few times where we've done just the you know, stripped down version of my originals. So it was nice to delve into a new world of that genre. <laughs> um, it is actually one of my favorite songs of all time. I think this was, this might've been one of the first things you and I bonded over like probably 10 years ago. I can when see that, met. Yeah. Um, when did you first hear it? When did you, well, back in the, so I was like, I obsessively downloaded music when I was at school at Comarts because I did not have a computer or internet at home. And so I would like be on pure volume, last FM and all that stuff, all the goddamn time. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sorry. I didn't check my censorship before I got here, but I'm pretty sure I can curse. Um, and so it was one of those, um, when they only had their first, uh, EP wizard of Oz, online and so i just like ran across it was one of the i would just download songs 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 before i even ever listened to them so it was just one of the things i just downloaded into miss whitus's uh computer basically and i came upon it and i was like bitch this is a good jm <laughs> i'm here for all of this i'm surprised I, that for some reason i guess when i first met you and we first talked about this i had assumed you'd heard it from glee because uh, they did it on Glee, or maybe no, I think when they did it on Glee, I think you were the first person I told. Yeah, I don't, I didn't appreciate that version, but I love it. Glee. Was weird. Yeah. It was a really weird. That was in their later stages. You yeah, know what I mean? but um, 
I love Glee. No shade to Glee. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I heard it back in high school. That was, you know, around the time I started really getting into more interesting music and not like radio jams, you know? Yeah. And so that was one of the first songs that I was like, and I do credit myself, you know, you know how indie um, appreciate appreciators are where i was like um i heard that first yeah. <laughs> before it started going around the school well that's a good point do you still like i mean i know i've kind of grown out of that phase where like i just pocket bands are like they're in my pocket and then they become too big for my pocket okay how, how do you feel about those bands now or, or just like people who feel that way in general because there's definitely i mean there's a sincerity to it because it feels like it's personal to you but it's also kind of like hey like other people can get into right well stuff. i was a little bit more um I guess insecure for lack of a better word back in high school. So I held things much more preciously back then. Um, but now it's like, well, yes, you better hear it. Like, yeah. let's make it mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, let's get them out of the closet and into the living room. You know what I mean? For um, sure. So, but I, you know, but there are the music elitists that hang out, uh, and, you know, will always brag about the fact that they don't know them for years. Yeah. <laughs> and do you actually know the story? <laughs> Won't even let you listen to the song because they're talking through the whole thing. Cause they want to tell you what the song's about. And yeah. Are, are, oh my god <laughs> so like that still exists but uh i try to not go that route yeah for sure no i, I it's one of those things that i mean I, I can look back on a lot of things that i did and I, I was probably one of those people for a while yes but you also have a lot of knowledge about music which you know music elitism is good to an extent because you can actually educate people a lot you know what i mean if you just do it in a very polite way which you do <laughs> i appreciate that yes um yeah it was it's funny because i think when i first heard it I thought they were a British band because they sound British and I had heard them yeah. probably through like the music blogs, like Stereo Gum or, or something like that. And I, I was looking at doing research on the song when you told me you wanted to do this and it went to number 11 on the UK charts. I love it. I don't think it hit the charts in the US. You know, it didn't, but they, I, I feel like I mean, it, it put them on the map either way, you know? Yeah. And I know that there was the com there were commercials. I'm sure it was in some movies and TV shows. Yeah. It was probably on an episode of Gossip Girl at some point. Um, but I could totally see you seeing it as a British, you know, genre. I could hear that from them because they are very kind of hard to um, identify. Yeah. You know, it's hard to identify what kind of people were in the band what race are they? What country are they yeah. coming from? Like, what's going on here? Like, I have no idea what's happening here. Is anyone in the band even black? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, there was, yeah, there was that sense of like, maybe they're like ironically called black kids. And, right. Yeah. And I was reading that like, they have two white guys in the band and they always hated saying the name when people would ask him, <laughs> especially if they were by themselves. Oh my gosh. Um, they just like grab the lead singer. He's yeah, here yeah. too. <laughs> She's here too. Hey, <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're, they're from Florida, and um, I was reading about you know, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious by the title. It's just a guy who meets a girl and um, starts dancing with them, and they find out that they have a boyfriend, and their boyfriend can't dance. And um, he talks about like the kind of a little deeper layer of it of being that you know you're kind of on top of the world because he's a good dancer, and then her boyfriend's not, but her boyfriend ends up going home with her. And um, was there any about anything about that that appealed to you, or was it just that just a fucking jam? Well, you know, um, originally, like, back in high school, I didn't think about any of that, you mm -hmm. know? 
but now looking back on it, I can totally relate because uh, that's like my life in general. Yeah, because I was saying you're the perfect person to do I, this. I'm, I'm the dancer, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then they they go home with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever they're with, you know. But uh, you know, it's uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate actually on different levels because you know many people are in re- boring relationships, and yeah. so they that's just like, hey, girl, I'm here too. Like I can actually like give you what you want, but have fun with the one that can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting just to see that that kind of dynamic, and and even beyond that too. For a while, I kind of because you know the, the first lyric is "You're the girl I've been dreaming of ever since I was a little girl." I always took it as him being kind of like like jokingly saying it, like oh, like when you say oh, I've wanted this ever since I was a little girl. But someone brought up to me that they always thought it was him speaking from the point of a lesbian, and it goes beyond just showing off her, her boyfriend, but also showing that. You know, they're in love with someone who's not a lesbian. And I thought that there that was an interesting dynamic. And I and do in see... in your research, did you figure that out? Well, in my research, I learned that he was just referring to it as, like, a joke. Okay. But, uh, so it kind of, like, ruined the, the, the imagery of it. Because right. I, I kind of like the fact that it's, like, a complicated story more than just him showing up the boyfriend, but actually him putting himself in the, the body of a lesbian who wants to be with this girl. And all they can be with her is on the dance floor. You know? Yeah, and you know when we were we were doing the cover and, and singing it, I, or even when we decided to do it, I was like, "Well, I don't like girls. I'm not a girl, but <laughs> you know, I can relate to all of this. Not a problem." Yeah, for sure. That's another thing I like about it. Is it's, I mean, obviously, in the terms of the song itself, it is set up as kind of like a straight relationship, but it is so relatable and it goes beyond that. I was actually going to ask you about how you related to it in that sense. Oh, okay. Hmm, um, you know. <laughs> sexual fluidity and all that stuff is like something that happens all the time and different um oh lord i'll be honest i wasn't even listening to your last question i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I think one thing i appreciate about this song and and just i guess this era of music too is that there is a sense of fluidity to it okay. yeah it's it's, it's talking from about a straight relationship or potential relationship but it is universal you know and um like i I do like the fact thinking that he's talking from the the perspective of a lesbian but also it it, it, even if he's not which he really isn't it still speaks on another level to that you know where it goes universal yeah you, you know universal relationships when it comes to feelings and pursuit of romance is universal in general and so you know, put yourself in whatever mindset. I'm sure I could put myself in the mindset of uh, a lesbian, um, a straight person, you know, and really just make it relatable to anyone. Just like, you know, Bobby and I sing our songs about, or I sing, <laughs> he plays the songs while I sing my songs about uh, men, you know. Yeah. But girl, uh, guys relate, straight men relate, girls relate, everyone in between can relate. Because, you know, music is music, feeling is feeling. And um, I'll sing about a girl. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's cool. And um, by the way, I've I've been trying to figure out how to do a cover of uh, um, "Minute with Mark" for a while. You and everyone else, yes. Honey. The chorus you guys wrote together is one of my favorite choruses of all time. Thank you. Um, I I've written about you a lot in the past, and I think one of my favorite things to write about you is just finding a way to describe you, to describe you guys together, because it's uh, it's you guys manage to mix all these genres together, and it doesn't sound like a hot mess i've heard other people try to do that and it just sounds really like contrived and i feel like it just flows so great you guys are a great team and i'm really glad to have both of you guys on this is another reason why i wanted both of you guys yeah, Bobby, on. how do you yeah. feel about our genres no i uh i i appreciate you saying all that definitely uh 
I think I think that I attribute the great chorus of Mark to to Wayne. I think that was that was the first song that we ever did. Oh really? Um, yeah. And I think uh, you probably sent me a voice memo of you just singing that song a cappella. And I was saying this to you the other day that uh, right away when he sang that, it's like okay, I heard the chords right underneath it. Definitely, like you've got you've got this great pop chorus in your head. Do you know what I mean? The song was very much there. It, it kind of wrote itself. I feel like. Well, I can't say you know your your um, developmental process before I even got to touch it. But uh, no, I I love it because I think you have uh, the ideas that the Wayne comes up with are you know obviously they're pop influenced and they're a lot of times very accessible but they're super abstract at the same time there's a lot of ways you can go with it and i think the uh, um it lends itself to like now we're working we're doing a bunch of country songs yeah you know like um and some i i used to always tell people that it's like well it's definitely there's like a you know a dance you know lady gaga or edm element to it or something but then there's also there's some there's but there's it's also hip hop you know also sometimes I feel like it's rock or sometimes yeah, sometimes I I feel like like Metallica or something when I'm playing and then other times I feel like you know um, and so that's that's always I've liked to to function like that as a producer and as a songwriter is genre is very fluid you know I don't like to think of myself as a rock guy or a yeah. pop guy or a hip hop guy you know. And in my opinion, at the heart of all good pop music is rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's always great when I have Bobby performing with me because people get to really see like what's going on in my head like fully um, with the guitar element to it because he fucking shreds. Yeah. I always just tell him, like, I need you to wail. I always tell him right before we perform mm. or even when we're on stage, I'm like, wail, wail, wail. You know what I mean? <laughs> because like, if you really listen to like really good pop music, in the heart of it, it really is like, you know, fucking... ACDC or something like you hear that those kind of elements in it. Um, so I've never, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say like nine things right now. So when it comes Same to <laughs> genres, you know, I've never felt like the need to be confined to one genre and genre is like, whatever, to be honest, I f see myself as a theater girl and in theater, any kind of music can happen. And mm -hmm. when referring to Mark, um, I specifically remember, uh, when we made that song together, I'm um, just so everyone knows I write the words and then Bobby writes the music. I sent him the chorus, but then when I got to his house, he kind of like had a little, like something fleshed out. And I, we sung it, we got the kind of the chorus going, and then, like, it was probably, maybe, literally, we were drinking some beers, <laughs> and um, he went to work on his computer, I went to work on my notepad, and in about ten minutes, I'd written the rest of the words for the chorus, and he had written, I, I, I had kind of hummed something to him for the verses, and so he had already fleshed out all of the music for everything, and I would written the rest of the words, and, like, that's how that was written. That's awesome. I, I think that's, I mean... All of your music is great, but that I think that was the first time I saw you was, I think, your first show. And I went to support a friend. I didn't know what I was going to expect, you know? Um, I and, and, a lot. Yeah, I mean, and, that no and, one knew, like, Wait, what the hell is Wayne doing? I mean, yeah, it wasn't... I mean, I, I, I knew it was going to be fun. I knew it was going to be good, but that was the song. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is this is great. Like, this is really, really good. And, and, uh, and yeah, that, that's still my favorite song by you Thank so you. far. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, what you're saying, Bobby, about you know mixing the different genres. When you guys started doing country stuff, I start. I know you started sneaking them out little by little mm -hmm. here, and it doesn't feel like oh Wayne's doing a country song now. It's like oh no, that's a Wayne song, and it just so happens to be a country song. And you guys are really good about melding that together and making it feel natural. Yeah, it's just Wayne. And yeah, Bobby. No, yeah. no, I know, but I I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's exactly 
that the the ideas are so there's some there's something cohesive to yeah. the ideas. You know what I mean? The the um that we can we can dress it up, we can dress up a song any any way we want and I like to think that, that that's what makes an artist that artist, you know, yeah. is what you can if you can take their song and dress it up in a different genre and it still sounds like that artist, it still feels I'd like to think we do uh we got this tune Black Attack, also one of the first tunes we did. Um and we we've got two wildly different versions of it. We've got one that's got, you know, a lot of old funky samples and um, a real, you know, kind of a bop and hip hop kind of track. And we've been doing this dark, slow acoustic version. It's almost like uh, Simon and Garfunkel, or I was. It almost reminds. It's almost like Tenacious D. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but it it feels the same in some way. You know what I mean? And I'd attribute that to Wayne's ideas. You know that that's what uh, that's what makes Wayne Wayne. It's Wayne. It's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see. And I, I feel like, I think I've seen you like 10, 15 times already. Every single one has been different. Um, I, I do like when you're on stage with Wayne and just like hearing you play and hearing the guitar, like your, your, uh, your chemistry together, mm-hmm. especially on stage. Just, in, I mean, I, I take pictures a lot and mm-hmm. I love taking pictures of y'all two together. And mm-hmm. like, those are always my favorite ones. Um, I, I think that, that y'all have something really special here. Oh, cool. Okay. And some of my favorite photos I've gotten of myself have been from you. So oh, thanks. Thank you. Mm, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think that, uh, you know, the fact that you chose this song, too, is kind of, uh, it, it reflects on, you know, how you feel as a musician or how, you know, you are as a musician because this does kind of mix a lot of genres together and it feels kind of like it's a dance hit, it's a pop song, but it's also kind of disco-y, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And it really is, honestly, um, this song, the I'm Not Gonna Teach Your Boyfriend by Black Kids, uh, you know, it really embodies, like, the way I feel and my favorite things of music. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs in the entire world and really just makes you feel loose, yeah. makes you feel um, wholehearted, makes you cry maybe a little bit, <laughs> um, makes you think, and really, you know, just kind of puts you in the state of mind uh, where you're kind of in a dream state. And that's like one of the reasons I really appreciate the song and love it so much. And it really was back in high school, you know, one of my like you know, releases, you know, starting because I didn't grow up with music. I grew up with like, I mean, K Love. No. My music uh, education was Caleb <laughs> and Broadway for my grandmother. So, like, that, those are the two things I knew. You know what I mean? And then, of course, like, radio, whatever. But I wasn't yeah. really invested in that. And then when I started, like, actually, like, looking out into the world, with, thank God for internet, yeah. and seeing everything. And um, when uh, that came, song came about, I was like, oh, shit, okay. This is fucking... Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, baby, you know what I mean? So it really, like, got into, like, my, the genre of myself, and I was like, okay, this is me. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you got into it, like, right after the EP came out then. That was pretty, like, like 07? Right, yeah, because it, it was, yeah, definitely. Like, so it was before they were even, you know, before they made the album. Yeah. And before, like, most people were, you know, knew that it was even happening. But I came, up, like I said, upon it by accident, because I was just downloading thousands of songs <laughs> onto our teacher's computer and onto my uh, my uh i touch oh, okay, and yeah, like yeah. literally just like i had everything on there and that just like came on shuffle and i was just like 
fuck yeah. <laughs> and I mean, their song Hurricane Jane is still one of that my favorite song songs also. So it's so beautiful. That has a great chorus also. It's so good. It's Friday night and ain't got nobody. That's, I love that song Friday too. Friday night and I ain't got nobody. Oh my God. It's so good. It's, they, it's funny because it sounds, I mean, it's obviously a contemporary song at the time, but it also had this like soul vibe too. It felt that could be a Motown song too. They're very, very soulful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, the reason I ask if you, cause you got into it early, and was this kind of like a gateway drug into like the rest of like indie pop, or had you already been kind of into that? I kind of been um, already like going into it because you know in high school um, when I started to make like you know different friends, especially with the high school we went to, communications yeah. arts high schools at Taft in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I kind of like for I I I've never had a car. So people would always pick me up, and I was always in their cars. So I was always listening to their music. Yeah. And so I always like heard like these things that was just like, oh, shit, never heard this before, never heard this before. And um, I think it was Diana Fosu and Anthony, uh, yeah. Anthony Corman who made my first, like, I told them, like, hey, make me a CD. And so that's when I was, like, really started, like, hearing, like, what was going on, you know, outside of the radio and outside of um, the church and like really like okay cool like that's when I discovered MIA that's when oh, I discovered yeah. um fucking Jennifer Lewis what what's her what's her name Rilo Kylie oh, um, you know what I mean um Imogen Heap all that stuff you know and so that's when I was just like okay cute I'm here for it you know <laughs> so that's when I first that's the reason that I started looking online for other stuff yeah. so I wasn't just hearing what I heard when I was with them you know and but that was definitely at the the clucks of the situation. You mentioned making them, them making a CD for you. Did y'all make lots of CDs for people in high school or do you still do at all? Or I, I definitely had my era of burning, making the playlist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm a little too young for the traditional mixtape. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I did that, but, uh, but I always loved that idea. Very romantic idea. You know, I thought I was, I was a, I was a mixed CD guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, me too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I think I've shown you some of this stuff. Yeah. No, I never made one. I always had them made for me. Oh, only we only we can all be that special. Oh, well, educate me. But <laughs> I always, but I always the receivers exactly. But I always ask for them. Um, you know, it, it's funny because like my version, I, I'm not a dancer, but my version of this song is making a CD for a girl I like, and her making out to another guy with listening to my CD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very you, to yeah, be yeah. honest. That, that was the Charlie Brown like Tom Hearts for a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never make Sean a CD. Mm-hmm. I, I've made her a few, and she's appreciated them. Um, do you even have CD players in your cars? Yeah, uh, I I do. I, she does too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was I in the car still, the other day, and it didn't have a CD player. Like it was too. It was new. Yeah. And they didn't have a CD player. They have the USB now. I was mad. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for it. But but it's like you said, Bob. There is like a romantic element to it, and like just like making this and thinking and putting the thought into this, the track listing and everything. I guess like the equivalent now is like making a playlist. Right. Um, which I'm going to use to plug every Wednesday on Sticker Fridge. If you guys want to make a playlist, we have featured playlists. and we. Oh, that'll be cute. So, I mean, we've had uh, Zach made a couple here. Zach, my, my producer. Oh, we don't know. Say hi, Zach. <laughs> hi. How's it going? I did a shit mm-hmm. job of introducing I'm you earlier. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> my fine. bad. I Just so you all know, we have four hot guys in a small room. It's a pretty good, you know, situation. Literally Eric, hot. Zach, Bobby. <laughs> it is. I'm it's better when I'm sweating. <laughs> Thought I turned the AC up, but I might have just messed it up. No, it's, nah, it's, it's okay. all good. It's okay. That's a great song title, by the way. If you ever 
use that. I'm great when I'm sweating. I'm better when I'm sweating. Oh, I like that. I mm. can work with, can work with <laughs> that's that. That's an idea. <laughs> I can work with that. A scene in Walk the Line where they 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 always say the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk the Line. <laughs> Um, on that note, um, you know, there's a lot of biopics that have come out and one of my favorite things to talk to people about just in general is if they were to make a biopic about you, who would you want to play you? Or just now or like any time. Oh my god, Drake. Drake? Drake, that'd be good. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Um I uh, the kind of the running joke is Val Kilmer. I've always thought people I, say that. I'm not gonna be able to unsee this now. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, so so my goal is always just like which film Val? You know what I mean? Can we go Top Gun? You know, <laughs> like I'm. No, I guess that'd be my answer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that um, everything you do, I, I, I can. I mean, I feel like I, I I've known you for a long time now, so I hear your music and it's a reflection of who you are, and I I, I feel like like I when I hear your music, it, it's you, and and you know, it's just so representative of who you are. I think uh, there was a time I saw you play high tones. I think you had Parallel Elephants open for you. And I was there, and there was a there was a woman in front of me who was really getting down to you. And I guess she thought I was one of her friends, and she turned around, like, excited. And she's like, she wants to tell somebody, like, what she's feeling. And she tells me, she's like, she's like yeah, like, I do you know this guy? Like, he's so great. We came here from, they were like visiting from Dallas or something. We came here for the other band and this was so great. And, and it was just so, it was so cool to like share that with this stranger, you know? And like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know him. Like we went to high school. (laughs) That's so lovely. I mean, honestly, I love making people happy. So I'm so glad you had a great time. And I remember that night very specifically. And I had, um, that was uh, one of the times I actually had backup dancers with me, though. I don't like to call them backup dancers. They're my, you know, co-host for the evening yeah. so I, had, I remember that night i had tony and bobby uh formerly of house of kenzo um uh, other bobby not this bobby <laughs> and um so that was a great night it was a packed house yeah yeah it was it was hard to get a drink then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good um i was telling wayne in the car over here that uh, so i lived in austin i lived, grew up here lived in mm-hmm. austin and i came back and your band islands and tigers was mm-hmm. one of the first band local bands mm-hmm. that i heard like while i was missing oh wow and uh i was, was really into you guys no cool i appreciate and, that and uh, i didn't realize until maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. that 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 was your band because uh-huh. like, you know when I, I saw you guys started playing together i didn't know who you were and i was mm-hmm. like oh shit Silence and tigers dude yeah no that was that was my gig for for a good minute you know think- that's cool yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's cool that I mean you you're very multifaceted mm-hmm. too. I mean I think that that this is why I mean like, I'm going to say this a hundred times a day. Like I feel you guys together is mm-hmm. just it's perfect, a perfect chemistry. Yeah, I agree. We we en- we enjoy our partnership. That's awesome. So is, I, I'm assuming usually you write the lyrics first and then you send them to Bobby, or is there ever yeah, been the other way? Always mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, no, we haven't mm-hmm. tried it the other way around. Actually, I, okay. I've never done. Where I get music and um, I write words. I've tried. Octavio sent me some instrumentals one time, oh, yeah. and like I tried to write words, and I was just I just kept dancing. I couldn't even like write. Like <laughs> I don't know what to, to do. You know what I mean? Like, um, but most of the songs that we've written have just been things that I've either like like a subject has come up or um, something like something. Normally, I just like hear something or you know what I mean. And yeah. I'm just like oh, it's a song. You know what I mean? And so like I just like throw it at him. You know. 
But no, we haven't tried yet. Maybe we should. That would be interesting. Yeah, no, we definitely could. I the, I like the way we work a lot because I think kind of the this the era of music production that we're in. You know that if I just sat down and said, "All right, I'm going to make a beat for Wayne," you know what I mean? It kind of the the it's too big of possibility. You can do yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Um, and so I. Not that I would be opposed to trying it like this, but uh, no, but it, but it, it narrows me down to just get a little bit of what's in Wayne's brain, and I, then yeah. I can use that and you know nurture it and water it and let's make it grow into something. It's very productive this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Zach and I always well, I'm joking. I don't know if Zach's joking. We were saying joke about how this is a simulation, and I just saw Rocket Man like t- life, yeah, life in general, like Matrix. Yes, okay. Um, I saw Rocket Man. Me and Sean saw Rocket Man. <gasps> I still haven't seen it. So that's we, the only movie I've wanted to see since uh, A Star Is Born. Oh, really? And on those, are the only two really movies good. I've wanted to see in the last decade. Um, <laughs> so. I didn't expect it to be like an actual musical. Musical. I thought it'd be kind of like a biopic with music, but they actually have like productions and dance things. And is it better than that Beatles bullshit they did? It's better. It's probably the best biopic I've seen since probably Walk the Line. It's mm. really, really good. Okay. But uh, it's funny because I didn't know that someone else wrote Elton John's lyrics. So it's kind of funny that we're doing this today, and I saw that two days ago mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it works. And it's just so great to, the, you know, the bond that they have together, they're writing partners. Is, it reminds me a lot of, of you guys in, in that right, way. And I think it's interesting when, you know, I'm not opposed to, I'm, you know, it would be interesting to have some if someone wrote me a song, if I, whenever I get to that point and, Life and it's not even about you know a uh, level of career, but more just like if someone just like wrote me a song that I actually like thought was interesting, and they were like, "Hey, this is for you." Like I would totally, I'm like, "Okay, bitch, like, let's try it." You know what I mean? <laughs> but I love the fact that I write my own lyrics, you know. And I, yeah. you know, when I do like when I've toured before, like I did a show um, at this crazy gay bar in New York, the Metropolitan. Shout out to the Giant. I um like was like, can you introduce me as a singer songwriter? Because I thought it was hilarious. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go out there be booty popping, stripping, show my asshole. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm a singer songwriter. I mean, you are. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> who doesn't know how to play uh, an instrument? You know what I mean? So it's like hilarious. But I have I have mad respect. I'm just gonna sound self indulgent, but I have mad respect for singer songwriters because they've given us some of the best songs through artists yeah. that we've had. You know what I mean? Like, Britney's not wrote, written a single song. Beyonce, <laughs> girl. You know what I mean? And I'm speaking on the, the pop genre, but I'm sure when it comes yeah. throughout the eras, I mean, you spoke of Elton John. I'm sure with other, you know, rock and roll artists, they're just like, you know, the people behind the scenes. So I did not know that until you just said yeah, that. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend seeing it. Um, it there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Am I going to cry? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is it better than Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Without even having to hesitate, yeah, okay. it's definitely a lot better than that. Are there hot guys? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, do you, you don't watch Game of Thrones at all, do you? No. Okay. Well, one of the guys from there who my girlfriend Sean has a crush on has sex with Taryn Egerton as Oton John, and she was needing some mouth to mouth after that because oh she, <laughs> she was in a state of, uh, of cardiac arrest. Almost. I love it. Okay, it was I fun to watch her watch on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll do like a double feature with that than Aladdin afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I mean, we're we're kind of coming up to the time. Um, do y'all guys want to add anything else? Or I mean, this has been fun. I need to. I, I need to see Rocket Man. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm here for Rocket Highly recommend it. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you all to hear uh, us sing in a bit. Yeah, I'm excited too. Like I said, I think when you told me that you wanted to do this, I think secretly I, I felt like I might have intercepted you and like put that in your brain, even though we never talked about doing it before. You brought it into fruition. I brought That's why this is a simulation, man, because I thought it'd be great if Wayne does this song and. Zero, zero, one, zero, one, zero. <laughs> I think you told me, and I, I think my jaw hit the floor, and I was like, fuck yeah, do this. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to thank you guys for coming on, um, and uh, I'm excited to hear the song. And definitely just make sure to check us out on Spotify, our new album, or, new, or just new music in general. will mm-hmm. be out uh, at the end of the summer. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but Wayne Holtz, W-A-Y-N-E-H-O-L-T-Z on Spotify. Make sure to check out my website thewayneholtz.com and I will eventually and very soon be coming out with new podcasts, my podcast, The Wayne Holtz Podcast on iTunes with Perez Hilton, Ross Matthews, Nina Diaz, Jesse Borrego, and a lot more. Check it out. Yeah, awesome. Do you have anything to plug, Bobby? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening. Um, you know, We are cover stories and uh, without further ado, we'll get performance of uh, the black kids um, I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you you are the girl that I've been dreaming of Ever since I was a little girl You are the girl That I've been dreaming of Ever since I was a little girl One I'm biting my tongue Two He's kissing on you Three Oh, why can't you see One, two, three, four The words on the street And it's on the news I'm not gonna teach you how to dance with you We've got two left feet Two. I'm kissing on you. Three. 
do 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 